Guys, please give a warm round of applause to the director of that very impressive documentary and the protagonist. But um, they, they are aware of it. 
that, that, that's surely that's never going to be enough. You have to be tenacious to get to where you are, and if the passion is already waning, then basically in a few years this is going to be over. When when I started, I was not 50 years old. I was in my 30s, and there were other people, and people thought it's the old generation that is involved. So I'm sure that after me there are many young people who will take over and continue. Because as I said in the movie, as long as there is a red number on this planet, the issue will continue. Uh, Vincent, for you this is a labor of love, seven to eight years, I understand. What's the exact figure? Do you know how long it took to make this? Yeah, I think you're, you're just about right. Okay, now I know when I'm writing my blog, I struggle if, uh, if I get out of the writing groove for a couple of days. How on earth do you maintain commitment and passion for a story that is that take that takes you seven to eight years to, to finish? Yeah, and and sadly, I, I I had to get rid of many of the footage of of years and years that I shot because when we when we editing the story, you know, it took a different direction. But also some of the footage wasn't quite to a good standard. When I first started, I, I really wanted to make a, a confrontational documentary where you know I follow Esther uh, to, during the demonstration. Uh, as you can see, she's quite a very uh, confrontational person, <laughs> and 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 that's what attracted me to her as a character. And and sadly, because when you don't have the money, you can't really sustain event-based documentary because you have to follow up, be there when she's there, and she's there pretty much every month. And when you when you're funding the documentary yourself at first, it becomes harder. So as money was coming in, and I mean at the first we had the IFA uh, the, the fund uh, fund uh, that helped us, uh, and that's what we were using. And later on, other other people came on board, but it, it kind of changed how we wanted to do the movie. And, okay. and, and I thought maybe, you know, uh, let me go for a, a rather testimonial uh, <coughs> documentary. And I didn't plan it in my head. It's something that when you're with her and you listen to her, it's, it's pretty much my mother. Uh, and and you hear her speak. And I mean, she gets her down, down times as well, where she just speaks softly and slowly and she says, Vincent, I'm tired. I'm tired of this, and and that touched me, and and I think that's what motivated the kind of style we went for afterwards, because it was the energy I was getting from her, and and I sort of dropped the idea of doing this confrontational documentaries of this person because I felt more connected with her uh, when she was. And you've heard her just now. I mean, the the campaign is. is not going to stop. Uh, Esther wants to reinforce it. So, how do you, as a filmmaker, decide? Okay, this is where I stop. Well, you don't have the money. That's oh, okay. <laughs> Cash. In fact, you know, can I just uh, just now she was. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to stop because you were just saying to me. So now, Vincent, this is done. So uh, next year, sequel. <laughs> I have to remind her. Oh, this is probably the end. But but. I wasn't, I wasn't in this because, you know, I'm just a filmmaker. Uh, 
I wasn't interested because um, I'm a very um, I'm passionate about our history. I'm passionate about the history of the continent, and I truly believe until we go there, until we deal with those issues of the past, uh, it's going to be very difficult for us to build a future. And I think that's why we're seeing the world that we are living in today uh, as is. It's, it's because we haven't truly engaged with all our skeletons, our ghosts, um, and our dark side. And, and, and for us to be able to do that, we really have to be open and be honest about the past um, and try and engage with it. I don't have solutions. I don't think none of us have solutions. But I don't think running away from it is solving anything. I think, in fact, it makes it worse. And do you think the, um, the, your government is running away from it? Um, because I didn't see you there were no government representatives really speaking, uh, and there were no German um, uh, government representatives either. Was that a conscious decision? Did you just want to tell Esther's story? Or? There was a government representation, the Speaker of Parliament. But not to, to you? Those were like news reports, I guess? No, he was. He's a guy who's in the, he's actually in Parliament. Mm -hmm. But he's also part of, uh, I mean, there's a general, there's a general, uh, Fear, and Esther will talk to it more better, but there's a general fear to engage with the issue from <coughs> government. Um, but Peter is one of those brave ones who, who is, because he's heavenly as well, so who, who's willing to talk about it. But even with him, uh, it's still almost like, okay, let me put out fire. Uh, but I think in terms of the Germans, it's very hard. I don't think people can understand the relationship, the relationship that the German people in Germany, even with German government or German officials, have with the local Namibians. It's it's almost like like they're living in two separate uh, uh, countries. Uh, and I mean, it, the the demonstration I think was a good reflection of that, even with an agreed. Uh, demonstration where we say we're going to give you a memorandum, they can just turn around and say, actually, hold on, you're not going to come out. Somebody must just come out. And that's basically just their behavior. But I, I also actually meant it from a point of view of... Um, filmmaker. Uh, yeah, from a filmmaker. Yeah. Because it almost felt like a, it could be a journalistic project. Yeah. No, um, it's also because um, it's, um, I, I, I didn't do it by choice. I was also trying to reflect the relationship that they have. It's very distant. If they were gonna have a meeting with Ushua, I definitely was gonna get the side of their story. So my cue was mainly her. And Ushua, um, why are you so um, uh, insistent on um, the Herrera being part of the negotiations that kept coming back? <coughs> The government should be able to represent the, uh, the position of all of its citizens. And I understand the ethnic, um, um, uh, the fact that politics, someone in there mentioned that politics are organized on ethnic lines, but surely you should still just let the government do this, shouldn't you? Well, there are international conventions that are very much clear as to what should be the right of the indigenous people 
and also people who have been, or whose communities have been genocided. So it's not something that we are just asking, but there are inter international laws and conventions that protect us and that give us the right to be part of the negotiating team. And um, who would know what we are going through rather than our people ourselves? Because we feel the pain. Nobody else feels that pain. And uh, for the German government, as my paramount chief said rightly there in the documentary, when they started to negotiate with the Jews, it was not with the state of Israel. They, they, it was a trilogue because it was representatives of the German government, the state of Israel, and 23 groups that were representing the Jewish all over the globe. So there is a model already that was put up by the German government itself. Why is it now being different this time around? Have they responded at all on that point? I know the chief said it was racial discrimination. What's their side of the argument? Um, personally, I think the German government never thought that the case would come so far. And uh, we also know that in 2004, secretly, the two governments signed an agreement where the German government was clear that what we will give to the Namibian government should be seen as reparation. So in, the, uh, in, the, in that line, no mention and no talks on, on reparation. So, but how, do, how do they defend the, the argument that this is a different situation to um, the Jewish situation? They are numb. They, 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 they are quiet on this one. They don't say anything. The only thing that we hear from the German government is that we don't talk to groups. We only negotiate with the government. We are saying yes, but we, you talk to the Jewish people. It was not the government. So what is the difference then? And I think the German government keeps on saying that we have a special relationship with Namibia. We are saying, can you define that special relationship? And why is it special? It's because of the history. It's because of the past. And the other thing, I think um, the German government is also afraid of because many countries are waiting to see what will happen to this case. Because we know that Germany also committed atrocities in, in Cameroon, in, in Togo. So they are afraid that the moment that they give in, other nationals might also start demanding from them. I should know this, I should have researched it perhaps, but is there a precedent for a government paying reparations for genocide? Anywhere in the world? Does anyone know? Can someone just Google it, maybe? Seriously, because... Um, Isn't the Holocaust a precedent? Yeah. Isn't the Holocaust a precedent? Yeah, in terms of reparations. Yes. Like how much was paid and... Land. Isn't the Holocaust? <laughs> no, I'm just interested to know on what... Yeah. No, I don't have the details, but I'm just asking, yeah. isn't the Holocaust a yes. precedent? Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. Holocaust is a genocide precedent. And, and, and for a genocide. So, so there are unfortunately lots of genocide precedents, but yeah, I'm interested in... And it's 
reparations. For reparations. Yeah. And out of interest, how much are the Nerero asking for in reparations, or in what form? Are there details on that? We, we, we know exactly what we want. And remember we said, it's the land, it's the cattle, it's the culture that people lost. So you have to quantify all this. We know exactly, but we are keeping that because for the moment that we sit with the German government, every time they are saying, but you want money, you want money. We said, but how do you know? You, you, you refuse to sit with us. Sit with us because in, in, in human history, it's so important that if I have wronged Vincent and I come and I sit with him and Vincent showed me that he, there is remorse for what he did. You know, sometimes you say, thank you, it's okay, that's it. Why are they only thinking about we want money, we want money? But psychologically, to be part of the process of negotiations, psychologically that is also important for us because the, the emotional pain that we are going through or that my people are going through. Two weeks ago, I was in Mafikeng in South Africa. There are Hereros living there, not by choice, but because their ancestors fled. Their ancestors honored the Fontrota order which said that either you fly or you die. Those people have Hereros surnames that they spell so wrongly, they cannot speak their language, they have lost their culture, they don't know who they are because they have lost their identity. Is that not painful? So if, if, if you allow these people to be part of the process, in that process you are also healing that emotional pain that only us feel, not the Germans or not the Namibian government. So for us it's not only about paying money and reparation, but it's also a process of reconciliation and, and nation building and peace in Namibia. Okay. So just, just to add one sure. more thing, it's not even, uh, sometimes we, we, we complicate it, maybe because we, we want it to be complicated, but let's start with just a simple thing, which is also a problem in South Africa, is that if 80% of the land is still owned yeah. by one kind of race, which is not indigenous to that land. That we all know, and the records are showing, that they only took it like 110 years ago. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's open this up to the audience. I'm, I'm betting that there are some burning questions. Go ahead. Thank you to um, Vincent for the amazing film, and thank you, Yusha, for your courage and commitment. So uh, I have a couple of technical questions, and it has to do with first, um, the German ambassador, I would like to know whether he's still ambassador, and he said, um, in this was seen, that there was the agreement on 89 and 2007, I believe, that there, was, there had been acknowledgement already coming from the German government. So the fact that now, Angela Merkel's spokesman is going to offer a new acknowledgement. Isn't that a contradiction in itself? And secondly, I would like to know on which ground the German government decided not to pay any reparations. If you have any letter or uh, any reasoning behind it, I would like to know why they're not paying any 
put a motion in the Bundestag in Germany. And that motion was rejected. So if the German government is serious about this issue, the Bundestag or their parliament was the best place for them to say yes, we adopt this motion, we support it, and therefore we show to the world that we are genuine when we say we will apologize to, Namib to the Namibian government. So for us, they are not seen, we, we still don't see the seriousness, the genuineness in the, in the German government because they have started with the so-called negotiations with our government, but we don't know based on what. At least our government, in 2006, there was a motion in our government which was adopted unanimously by all the parties that are in parliament. And that gave us also somehow hope that we will have the support of our Namibian government. So to say we, we acknowledge outside the parliament, it is questionable also. That's one thing. The other thing <laughs> is, the German government says that we will apologize, but we will apologize to the Namibian government. We are saying, you killed the heroes and Namas. If you apologize, you should also apologize to them, but not go to the Namibian government and say, we are sorry for what we did. Again, that is the psychology that I'm talking about. On the issue of whether there is anything in writing based on why they refuse to pay, we don't have anything in writing. We just hear through the news when they say that, well, it was genocide, but there is no legal obligation from our side to pay. It could have been much better if we are in con direct contact with the German government. And unfortunately, as they say, we are a group and they don't talk to groups. But just, just to add, there's also been, uh, I've started with the, what you were you are asking as well as a filmmaker, because um, individual officials will come on board and make statements that they are apologizing. But the German government, through parliament, will say there is no official uh, apology. Who's that minister actually that came to me? Hitler Mali Victoria Yeah. 2004. Yeah. Who came out very strongly and says, we have sinned and we've done wrong and I apologize. But that hasn't been viewed as an official apology, even when it's done by an official uh, government person uh, on behalf of the government. It's quite something that I, I've battled with it as well. So I haven't figured it out. Maybe you know, if we've got some academics, then I've tried to get it out of even the left party people. I've asked them how it works. They tried to explain it to me, but it's quite, uh, I think it's a technical thing. I, I haven't figured it out. Okay, and uh, another question here, I guess. Yeah, it was a really good film, Vincent, and really chilling um, as an example of what we lot have done to Africa and elsewhere. I mean, the Native Americans have never got any reparation. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's an absolute 
it's a totally criminal um, lack of mission of the guilt, you know, which I think is infecting all of us. Anyway, um, I have sort of two questions in a way. Um, the, the, the German government are crowing about how much money they send to Namibia. Where does it go? That's my first question. And the other one is, um, no, that's it really. I've said the other stuff. I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, it is extraordinary how terrified the, the colonials are of admitting their guilt. It's absolutely extraordinary. They just will avoid it, turn their head away. Oh, we won't go there. Okay. No, I mean, this business of the, the, the claim is, oh, we give these people all this money. So who does it go to and what does it do? All I could see in the film, and I don't know Namibia, is, is a great deal of fairly, of, of, of fairly difficult land, which is not being helped very much. Well, and then a bunch of white people living in what looks like a perfectly normal European city. What's going on? Before she goes into specific, I, mean, I think the basic thing is that before you give people money, give them their land back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they can, so they can have <laughs> more plants. Plants and then they can make, they can help themselves. You know, isn't that the, the Bible said Jesus was saying, you know, let me teach you how to fish. Please don't look at me when it comes to the Something like that, yeah. <laughs> okay. Go ahead, go ahead, sure. Yeah, well, um, 2004, after this, um, the then minister said, I am apologizing. The German government came up with what they call special initiative. So that special initiative was um, money that was given to the Namibian government to benefit the affected communities, that is now the Aroi Nama communities. That money was challenged or channeled through the government channels the government alone knows what they did with that money. We don't know. And um, the other thing again is the, the, the top-down approach. If you sit in Berlin and decide that I will give them special initiative, it makes people more resentful because you decide, you think you know what I want. But Ushua, we can't, you can't remove the Namibian government from blame here. They're the ones signing off on these deals, taking the money, and uh, yeah, making quote-unquote secret deals. Yes, and that was it's a bilateral discussion and agreement between two governments, without me. So anything that is happening between the two governments, who am I to come and say, don't negotiate on whatever bilateral agreements? But that will go to the government. What the government is doing with what we don't know. Therefore, for the German government, they should start getting smart. Because as long as they give and ignore the Nama and Yeroro people, we will continue demanding. Because we don't know what is happening to the money that they give to the Namibian government. So, as long as they give in the name of the history or the 
colonial atrocities that were committed without involving us, for us to say, yes, these are our needs, and this is what we want to see happening. It, it will not bring any amicable solution to the issue. Okay. There's one other one. Uh, I mean, uh, you can continue the conversation afterwards, but I'm afraid we're running out of time. Uh, uh, sorry, I, I already had the mic. Never let go of the microphone. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Uh, well, I don't have a question about the money. I think you German should pay. And Vincent and Esther, my compliments on the film, the story that should be told. Uh, there are, I have one remark and one question. I'll make it short. Uh, the remark is that recently a book came out in Holland written by Connie Brown, former head of the anti-apartheid movement, telling the story about uh, the Namas and the Everos in that same period, and it's worth reading. So for Dutch people, it's only in Dutch so far. I hope it will be translated soon. And the, the question is, shouldn't the church, churches, apologize as well? You touched on the church very shortly in the film, in the scene in the church. But they, the, the missionaries, they played an enormous role in Namibia. I think they should apologize. Should the Dutch apologize as well? We're, well, <laughs> <laughs> I think, well, maybe in this case... Okay, let's focus on the question. The question maybe about the church. Maybe we should, yeah. Well, I do, yeah. yeah. This is the final question. Very short on the churches. Um, a month ago, there was a conference in Berlin on the genocide, and one of the resolutions that were taken was to involve and engage churches because... They also played their role. So, yes. Okay, so that's a positive, guys. <laughs> the church may end up also uh, apologizing, at least, yeah, for this and yeah, many, many other things. All right. Um, yeah, I just, I just want to say on, on, a, on a lighter note, one of my favorite bits of the film um, uh, is one of the lighter moments when the guy is, uh, the guard is talking to two German tourists, and he's just telling them. Yeah, how do you feel about this? How do you feel about this? And then uh, says, oh, welcome to Namibia. <laughs> I love that. Guys, that is all we have time for. Please do continue the conversation. Uh, Vincent and Joa are around um, to answer questions. Please give a warm round of applause for a great film.